welcome to Drinking from the Garden Hose. I'm Obi Spencer. I'm here, of course, with my buddy Ed. We like a couple of grumpy old men in training talking about the past. Ed, how are you? Doing great, Obi. Uh, it's been a good good week for the podcast. We're getting a lot of people uh, listening, and so I'm excited about tonight. I think we got some more good stories to tell. Absolutely. I, look, if you're listening, we're we're right there, 500. So download, share. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, leave a comment, rate this. Remember, you know we're here every place you get your podcast. Go listen to us twice. Remember, you know the charm is that we suck. And speaking of well, sucking, the <laughs> other day. I went to take my kid to the school bus stop, and that's a whole nother story of what's going on with the school buses. They suck. <laughs> and I saw some guy uh, pull up to the house uh, on the other side and launch a paper from his car. And that got me thinking, whatever happened to the kids doing the job as the paper boy? I mean, that, that was my first job. I remember you'd have, you basically pay for the newspapers and then have to go around, collect from the people, go to their houses, get the money get up super early on a Sunday morning, fold the thick Sunday paper together. I'm on a skateboard riding up and down the street on top of the papers, delivering them. And and that's how everybody's first job was pretty much. It was a horrible job. You know, they were taking advantage of you, but you learned important lessons. Like I learned how to go to a stranger's house and ask them for money because if I didn't do that, I had to pay for that paper. I learned how to, you know, call up your boss and be like, Hey, this customer is no good or, we, you know, sometimes they wouldn't cancel. They go on vacation. They leave you a note when you showed up at the door, like, oh, we're on vacation this week. It was this, you know, crazy job that kind of started me off as being a working guy. Ed, you got any good first jobs or early job stories? Well, well I do, but let me just talk about the paper boy. My brother was a, a paper boy and he's younger than me. And I'll, I'll tell you what, he was an enterprising young man, but we had a rule in our household that if it was, uh, if it was more than, uh, I think if it was colder than like 36 degrees out, we would drive him around on his route. And I was, at, at one point I was 16 uh, and had my license, so I would have to drive him around every once in a while. Or, or even he would he would uh, pay me to drive him around. So, uh, Or he wouldn't get up and my parents, you, you know how you used to have your own phone line when you were a teen? My parents, instead of getting up to yell at him to wake up, they would just call the phone. I would answer it and then I'd throw a shoe at him. So... Yeah, he learned some life lessons down there. But I do have some first job stories. You know, I started off as a bagger at Stop and Shop. It wasn't even Super Stop and Shop. I mean, I was at the original Stop and Shop. And uh, they made me join the union. I was 15 years old, and I was a card-carrying union member. (laughs) And quite frankly, I thought it was a waste of money. I got nothing out of it, and they kept taking money out of my paycheck. So that was my first job, uh, Stop and Shop. So, yeah, I mean – my, I, I never worked in the grocery store. I never worked at a union shop where I had to join the union. Uh, the, the union shop I worked at, I was part-time. But, you know, early, lots of jobs for me were in the restaurant business, which to this day, um, the greatest thing about the restaurant business is you're either working or they send you home. You're never bored when you work in a restaurant. Like, if you're not doing anything, like, hey, must be time for you to go home. We don't need you waiting tables anymore. Goodbye. And that's over like $2.19 an hour they don't want to pay you and they send you home. Yeah, restaurants. Now, there, I got some stories for you there. So after I was done with the old stop and shop gig, I got a job at Red Lobster as a dishwasher. Now, let me tell you something. Fish and dishwashing and the oils, it's not good. All right. And here's why it's not good. 
you end up smelling like fish. The only way you can stop smelling like fish is like with a lemon uh, juice bath. Like it's ridiculous. Like you, you couldn't go out after work because you smelled like fish and had to deep fish. And it was so bad, Obi. I kid you not. My parents would not let me in the house. I had to get naked in my garage. I, I mean, I'm not joking. I had to get naked in the garage before I could come in the house because, as my dad said, I smelled like an old lady. <laughs> uh, I didn't have that fish problem. I did start at Friendly's as a dishwasher, moved up quickly to ice cream scooper. From there, started doing some waiting. And uh, despite uh, what Friendly's corporate rules are, at least what I was told Friendly's corporate rules were at the time, I managed the Sunday brunch uh, and would get manager's pay for managing a Sunday brunch at 17 years old. That that was fun because the reason I got that manager position was the manager they had thought it would be a good idea to uh, buy cases of beer and keep them in the fridge. And then uh, as soon as the shift was over, we'd all start drinking there. Fortunately, uh, when the time came to eliminate him for that they didn't fire the staff they treated us as we were too young and dumb to know any better so uh yeah that's how i got to be the manager at the friendlies that was a job i could have kept going to school but you know go to different friendlies but i didn't so yeah that that's a good story you know the beer and, and we talked about last week people buying people buying me beer so that where the red lobster was the parking lot the back corner of the parking lot which is crazy high school kids used to drink beer there in this parking lot right and the cops would bust in. So one night, my car was parked back there because the parking lot was packed when I came on my shift. And the kids were drinking, obviously, around my car for whatever reason. And I'm in doing dishes, and the cops came and busted this. And they busted open. Well, I'm a, I was a volunteer firefighter at the time. And I was down at the firehouse the next day. And there's always cops hanging out there. And this one guy, he was a cop, he takes me aside. He goes, hey, listen, next time I chase you and I call your name, you come. You don't run away. Or I'm going to tell your dad. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? He's like, last night when I was running through the woods yelling your name, I saw your car. I knew you were there. I'm like, dude, I was washing dishes. <laughs> he shut up and walked away. Yeah, well, you know, you had him, you had him the rights. You're like, uh, not, it wasn't me. I didn't take off in the woods. Because <laughs> you're like, hey. But just think about this. There was a cop in the woods yelling my name. All my friends were back there going, where was that? I didn't even see him tonight. <laughs> They, they all got away though they all got away because the guy was too busy focusing trying to catch me they're going idiot ed's working they knew where you were they, they were like we were drinking around ed's car for a reason well they knew damn well where i was they smelled the fish <laughs> i'll tell you something else about that job and you maybe you had this as manager at, at friendlies but every once in a while they would call me in for the opening shift so you'd go in before the restaurant uh opening you know you'd peel the shrimp or you do do whatever it is to get the the restaurant ready but one of the things is you had to clean the restrooms from the night before because they didn't get cleaned at closing. I was shocked. 17 years old and the female restroom, the women's restroom, freaking mess. Men's room, you know, obviously pee all over the floor under the urinal. But the women's, paper everywhere. you have any experience of that? Uh, not with having to clean restrooms, fortunately. But um, I, I did have that morning prep job. So one of the jobs I eventually started working was a uh, – a Sunday brunch. Now, the first thing I can tell you about any Sunday brunch you're at, good half of that staff is uh, pulling an all-nighter still most of the time, and they all pulled that all-nighter together. It was you know that we work we work Saturday night, go out, come back in with uh, you know half the time we went out in our work uniforms and came back in. 
And that, that was always great because the first thing you had to do was set up the brunch. And it was literally, here I am, probably still drunk, lighting fires on the little sternos, carrying boiling water and hot food. And the good news is you didn't feel it. And just and I had the lucky job. My buddy was the waiter. I had the job of just filling up the stuff back and forth. So it was just back and forth, in and out of the uh, kitchen. But I'm sure I wobbled more than one time uh, doing that because, yeah, Sunday brunch staff had a good Saturday night. So, so that ties into a tweet we put out earlier this week was about, you know, the, this newer generation's gotten soft because, you know, back in the day, we could party all night and show up to work the next day with a wristband on, you know, no problem. So it sounds like you were able to do that. And I'll tell you, another job I had uh, growing up, this was kind of like in the, my college years. I worked in uh, kitchens and bathrooms, general contracting, renovation. I worked with my uncle, um, who's somewhat of a legend. And uh, we, we did all our work. We did all our work in, in Westchester County. And that's not where we live. So there was about an hour drive to get there. And because he was a, a, a guy that got it, I would, I would just go out partying with my friends the night before work, you know. And uh, I would show up the next He would come pick me up in the morning to drive down. And I would sleep in the, I would sleep in the truck on the way to the, the job. He would be pissed, though, because he had to be awake. So he had this little game where he would take his tape measure and he would, like, lob it up and try to hit me in the ding-ding while I was sleeping, you know, to wake me up. And let me tell you something. That is not the way you want to get woken up with a slam dunk to your groin of a tape measure. Yeah, I, I think uh, – I'll just say, if it was me and I was playing that game and I missed a few times, I'd stop throwing it up and just, bam, turn it around and, and just drop, you know. Perfect yeah. game. Yeah, he would he would slam dunk it. So I, I ended up to learn how to sleep, you know, kind of covering my goods when I when I would sleep. But I would sleep. But we had an interesting rule in our little work uh, relationship there. I could party any night of the week except Monday night because Monday was his night. It was darts night at the local bar. So he was always hung over on Tuesday. I couldn't be hung over because I had to take care of business. But every other day, it was okay if I was hung over. I'll tell you, this one time, he uh, he got so mad at me. Cause I smelled like booze and he told me I couldn't go near the customers. And so we were in the, we we're in this house. Usually the customers weren't home cause we were doing the renovations there at work. But the, the customer came home at like lunch break to talk about the job. And uh, my uncle just looks at me and goes, Hey, don't you have to go to the bathroom? I'm like, no, I'm good. I went a couple, I just went a little bit ago. He goes, no, don't, don't you have to go to the bathroom? And I, I realized I smelled like booze and that was the rule. So I had to go sit in the bathroom. I sat in there for like 35 minutes while they talked shop doing nothing till twiddling my thumbs. Yeah, and that, that was the old days before you could sit there twiddling your thumbs like, hey, okay, I guess I'm playing my phone now. And, you know, yeah. texting people. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, I had no phone. There was nothing for me to do in that bathroom, trust me. Not even a, uh, an issue of Sports Illustrated. No, nothing. And, I, and I'll tell you something else. There, there may have been this other time we were in the paint store picking out paint for the job, and I may have had too good of a time the night before, and I may or may not have had to go out into the truck and uh, use one of the boxes that he had. That he had. <laughs> And uh, let's just put it this way. I was a young kid. So when he came back into the truck, I had not gotten rid of the box. He was a little pissed. So I, I will say this about the restaurant experience. If you were that far gone, that you would have to use a box, as you say, uh, you, you called out because you, you, you just couldn't be throwing up on people's food. That, that's not going to work <laughs> at all. But, yeah, uh, but when you work with your uncle and you do home improvements, you can pretty much get away with anything. 
I mean, he's, is, the guy, he's the guy that told me about, you know, refilling the, the booze bottles with water just as long as it wasn't the one he liked to drink. I, I'm sure. I I also suspect for uh, anyone who watched our football game, he's the one who took you to Yankee games. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, that's another podcast episode, Ovi. But, yes, he took me to Yankee games. Some All right. Of best, some of my best experiences. But you know what? The the <laughs> The uh, that job wasn't all partying, you know. I learned life lessons, and I, I think you remember that time at the fraternity house when somebody decided to drop kick our toilet during a party, and uh, we had no toilet. And I basically pulled the whole Spicoli move and said, "Hey, I can fix it." Uh, and I went to Home Depot and I put a new toilet into the fraternity house. So I learned that working. Hey, that that yeah, but none of my jobs have uh, had practical uh, experience because even by the time I got to to the fraternity. The job there was a warehouse job and you know there's there's no practical experience for driving a fork truck which is a fun job anytime if you ever get a chance to drive a fork truck i highly recommend it uh they usually don't want you driving it too fast um i had my fork truck license suspended by the company i worked with twice um <laughs> because you know i thought they were little race cars and they were fun but uh, they're dangerous apparently um which yeah. Did you ever see that video of the guy speeding through the uh, warehouse and he bumps into the side of the of the of the shelving, which is like I don't know, thirty feet tall, and the whole freaking place just comes down? A- absolutely, absolutely. Many many times I thought that would be me. That, uh, that must be why there's a speed limit, Obi. Yeah. Well, I will say this: I uh, I would I only went fast on the straightaways, but I kept I hit the uh, not he was in a fork truck, but I hit the instructor fork truck and that was the first time i got my license uh suspended it was uh well for him it was less than pretty for for me um my boss at the time we went back to her house afterwards and had a few drinks and laughed about it you know you're talking about driving that the, the same uncle i'm telling you this is this the life experience i got in the three summers of working for this guy so we, we would be coming back from Westchester and there was this spot uh, the, on the road. It went from one lane to two lanes and then it would go back to one lane after maybe a mile. Right. And so he would play. Remember that video game pole position? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So we played a game called pole position. Once it went to two lanes, he had to pass 10 cars in that two lane area. Otherwise, he lost. There was no prize other than his own pride. And we would play pole position every day. Now, he had this beat up truck. I don't even know how he was passing trucks, but yeah, this he would be. I mean, he's a maniac, crazy. Now, now the real question is completely off topic. Do you let your uh, daughters go in the car with your uncle at this point in time, or has he calmed down? All right, so let me. First of all, the guy lives on the other side of the country, right? So my no, no one's in the car with him. But I'll tell you something else. When I was 16 years old, I know this is definitely off topic, but this goes to the driving thing. I had my permit. And when you go to driver's ed, which I did in school, they teach you, like, when you're driving on the road, you want to stay to the right side of the road because you don't want to hit another car coming at you, right? Because that could be, you know, catastrophic, right? Well, he had a different opinion on that. His opinion when I'm driving down the road is stay as close to the center line as possible because I don't want you hitting a tree on the side or a branch with my car and the other cars will move out of your way. That was his philosophy. Your uncle's gonna get his own his own episode. That's that, that that's for sure. <laughs> I got my whole family. My whole family's like nervous when they know we're taping one of these episodes because they're wondering whose turn is next. Oh, oh, you may 
Yeah, I understand that. Uh, one one family member has banned me from speaking of them on the podcast. Uh, it was quite quite the episode. Although other family members, uh, like my youngest son, said I, I can be a sacrificial lamb, which of course is why there's very few good stories about him because uh, he knows he's an idiot and he's like, whatever, you know, you can't embarrass me. <laughs> and if you recall from our first episode. When I was ranting about fireworks and how much I hate them, I did talk about a pair of uncles that were shooting fireworks at each other, right? Right. I worked for one of them. Let's just put it that way. I'm sure. Uh, And and that is abundantly obvious that one of them was the one you worked for. (laughs) Uh, This is great. I I just like to thank, like I said earlier, the uh, charmers that we suck. And this is a great tangent onto Ed's uncle from uh, what we planned on doing, which was first jobs. I mean, I feel like although we have covered most of the first jobs a person has, you know, Paperboy, which is gone, the restaurant biz, uh, which we both did. And uh, I mean, I did warehouses, you did manual labor. What other first jobs are there? And, you know, do your kids work at a, at a job that pays money? Mine don't. Yeah, my, my daughter scoops ice cream. So, you know, we, we have that work ethic in this family. Um, you, you gotta, you, you know what? Cause I think, I think that first job to get serious here, those jobs, those experiences make you a better professional yourself, at least in my life. And so that's why, uh, you know, I'm, I make sure my kids are going to work because I think it gives them appreciation when they get in the real world. Um, but that's just our philosophy. I know a lot of other people have different philosophies on that. So the reason my oldest got away without working, um, is he was in stage crew. Um, and the way they worked those kids in stage crew, everything I ever wanted him to get from a job, I thought he would get. And then he showed that responsibility while being there. Um, they have, so without going into all of that, I will defend my position with my oldest (laughs) on that. My youngest has decided to go to do stage crew as well. We'll see if he is as diligent with it as his brother. And if he is, he he too could not have a job, although he has been asking for a job since he was 14. Uh, so I expect him to bring home his working papers any day now. Uh, he's much. The, the question is, is he asking for a job or for money? He's asking for a job. Um, I mean, yeah, he wants it for money, but you know, what else do I, what else do you want a job for? You know, he's not just asking for just, Hey, uh, you know, he's like, you guys aren't going to give me money, so I guess I got to get a job. Like he's done the done the math. Yeah, makes sense. You're makes right, sense. makes sense. So Obi, I think uh, I think there's a lot out there that we could probably hear from other people as well. So I, hopefully they find us on on Twitter at From Hose. Uh, hopefully they they can uh, leave comments uh, on Apple Podcasts. Um, but the best way to get us is is on Twitter at From Hose, and just tell us about their first jobs. Tell us how we're doing. We love the feedback. Incorporate it. We are looking to add guests uh, to this to this podcast, right? We have a couple lined up. It's just apparently they're very busy, unlike us. And but we'll we'll get them on soon, and uh, you know try to take this podcast in, in another direction. So uh, if you're interested, if you have a story uh, that you're cranky about, or or you just think people want to hear it and think it's funny, uh, reach out to us. Love to talk to you. Absolutely. You know, the less we know of you, the better. So that we can really, uh, you can really laugh at us and we can really laugh at you. Uh, 
join us. We won't be a couple of cranky old men. We'll be uh, a trio of cranky old people because I, you know, women invited to to tell us how crazy we are as well. Um, as I said, you know where to find us. I'm Obi. That said, the charm is that we suck. Thanks for watching. <laughs>